I am honored to be speaking with Colin Plume, who is the CEO of Noble Gold Investments. Colin Plume, welcome back, my friend. Thank you for having me. Exciting to be here. Uh, so much happening in the news. So excited to, uh, to dive in a little bit and see if we can uh, make any sense of this. Let us start, please. What is, let me just start off with something. There was a fascinating a new take on girl power. You and I were just talking before about this, how right. when I think when lay people try to look at something, oh, Taylor Swift and Barbie, Barbie Zilla or Barbie Ham, whatever the hell that's called. Right. And, 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 and they will try to extrapolate and opine. What's your take on that, sir? Well, I, I think that there's talk, there's a lot of talk about Taylor Swift and how much she's accumulated or made over this concert, that series that she's been doing. And, you know, people are saying that the economy is back. Uh, but, you know, I, I think when you really dive into what's happening, yes, when Taylor Swift is going into a city, there are people <laughs> that are benefiting from, from the concert. There's the people working uh, in the venue, there's the hotels around it. There's, you know, the, the taxi drive, you know, there's a lot of people that, that are benefiting, but the people that are going to these concerts are paying an outrageous price. And, you know, I've talked to people that like can't afford, but their daughter said they have to go. So yeah, you have some of the benefits of the economy in, in those areas going up, but you have the majority of the money going to, to one person or her, her crew, you know, whoever's benefiting from it. So that person's getting substantially more wealthy. And then there's a lot of people that are just living beyond their means, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. I've talked to people that, you know, they have 12 year old girls and, and because their friends are going, they feel like they have to go. And we're talking about ticket prices that are a thousand on the low end, a thousand. Um, and, and so I, I, you know, I think that this idea that this can, is helping the economy in, in my belief is it's really not, it's sort of like a, a fool's gold in a way to believe that it's really helping the economy. It's really, people are spending more on discretionary. A lot of money is going to one person. Uh, and so I, I, I don't fall victim to this girl power movement that it's, that it's truly helping the economy. Uh, Barbie's different. I mean, that, you know, it, whatever you take on it, you know, getting people back in the movie theaters. I think a lot of people, especially yes. with the strike going on, uh, you know, getting people out and, you know, spending $20 on a movie ticket is it, that's different, right. You know, and Oppenheimer uh, is also doing that. These two great movies, hopefully will revive someone that loves movies, hopefully will revive this, you know, genre of people going to theaters. But to, to say that these things are really going to have a huge impact on the economy, I, I, I doubt that it is. So, you know, it's just kind of silly to, to see a lot of this talk about, you know, these these ideas improving the economy. Um, so, you, you know, it's really divided. You have, you know, this administration, Biden, saying everything's getting better, employment's low. But then if you really read into a lot of things happening with money and debt and things happening, uh, you know, under the surface, things don't look as rosy as the picture they're trying to paint, uh, in my opinion. You know, as a... As a layperson, I noticed the other day my wife and I were at uh, various airports, JFK and LaGuardia, and they were packed, absolutely packed with people. So that means people are flying. When we go to malls, I'll tell you what, I was looking at, 
I just, I, I'm not endorsing it, but the Cheesecake Factory, packed. This is not a packed. cheap place either. No. People are also, my wife taught me this. She says, look to see who's carrying bags. Don't look at people walking around. Right. And there were folks at high-end stores waiting to get in. So yeah. there's some kind of an economy somewhere. How do I, as a layperson, interpret that? Well, I think the scary part about that is the, the one thing, one of the things that I would say is that you look at every crisis as, as a positive. And during COVID, you know, one of the things that really happened is that credit card debt dropped by almost 80 percent. Probably the most it's dropped, I think they said in like 30, 40 years. Credit card debt is on the rise again. People are, and I think that's the sort of false hope about this low unemployment number uh, and also the equity markets kind of moving up. As people are starting to feel a little uh, uh, rich again in, in some kind of areas. But, you know, really a lot of the jobs that would allow people to afford a, a high discretionary income. Those jobs have been uh, uh, let go this year. A lot of six-figure jobs this year have gone away from a lot of big tech companies, uh, a lot of corporations. You know, the largest, you know, one of the indicators of the economy is, is trucking. Uh, one of the largest trucking oh. companies in the country, uh, Yellow, is, mm -hmm. is on the, the brink of bankruptcy. And so, you know, and that's usually a sign, you know, trucking is usually an indicator of a strong economy. That means goods are moving, things are happening. Uh, but this trucking company that's been around, I think, 100 years is, is struggling uh, and, and having to lay off people. Uh, Bank of America is extremely concerned about what's going on. Um, you know, they've been talking a lot about gold. They, they think gold is a great asset to own, but they're concerned about corporate debt and also this massive uh, commercial real estate bubble that will burst, um, you know, and, and I think they'll, they will, you know, the Fed talks about a soft landing. I, I do believe they're going to lower interest rates this year to soften that commercial real estate bubble. I, I think it's not their mandate, but I, I think if they don't lower interest rates, the amount of, of foreclosures, the amount of properties that will hit the market will be astronomical at the end of this year and early next year. Mm -hmm. So I do think that they're going to they're going to have to uh, lower rates to soften the blow for the banks, basically, uh, you know, not to help anybody else, but just really to help the banks. So, you know, we don't see a massive amount of these banks go out of business. Um, but we you know, the, the truth in what's happening in the economy is that, yeah, we've had a little bit of an equity push, but it doesn't I don't think people feel confident in this equity push, the equity markets that we've been seeing because you don't have your typical indicators, not like GDP growth is that strong. It's not like the economy is feeling that great. There's been a lot of massive layoffs. So it, it does seem like a strange place to be. And we're not in a typical recession, uh, but a lot of the major corporations don't feel comfortable uh, with hiring and they're, they're doing more layoffs and they're, they're not aggressively spending, which, which is what you would see in a typical growth uh, type of economy. How else do you look, uh, Colin Bloom, at, for example, and, and with, with, without being overtly political, that's not the purpose of this, but looking at the current administration, border collapse, crime on the rise, a sense of dissatisfaction. There's also what I find very interesting. There are indicators that have been suppressed. This is my opinion now, my opinion, but I'm seeing certain factors being suppressed by the 
by the press, including large numbers and swaths of younger people who are embracing more of a, for lack of a better word, a conservative outlook, a more practical outlook, a, a dollars and cents, meat and potatoes, practical look, as opposed to more idealistic, fine. But what I'm trying to say is I see a drastic shift in not only the economy, but the attitude of America. And this coming election is going to be like none we've ever seen. Your thoughts? Yeah, Shot. yeah I, I think, yeah, not to get too political, but I do, I do think that kids that are in college today are sort of their eyes are more open to what's going to happen after they leave college. And I think there's a younger conservative movement that's really, uh, that's really happening because at the end of the day, you know, when you think of a conservative movement, it could just be fiscally conservative, right? right? That could be. And, and so for anyone that's 18 to 22 in college today, they are looking harder at the return on investment in college and saying to themselves, you know, yes, I'm here to get educated. I'm here to expand my mind. I'm here to learn things I wouldn't learn in maybe typically a day-to-day job. But also, you know, I also have to think about the the degree that I'm getting into. I can't just take uh, a degree that is so theoretical. Uh, It's probably important that I take a degree that's going to actually get me to a six-figure income or higher income faster, right? Because I'm I'm riding a, a wave of debt that I'm going to have to pay off. So I, I do I agree with you. Yeah, I think there's a big change happening, and I think that um, you know people coming out into the workforce today are are thinking about you know really being as you said more realistic. And then right. I think the gig economy, the ability for people and everybody you know, is sort of using someone in the gig economy to some extent you're hiring, whether you're getting food delivered or Uber or, you know, as a business owner, you know, from time to time, maybe we hire a graphic designer, you know, there's all these gig jobs that are are readily available. I mean, literally for anyone that says they can't make any money in today's economy, go to Upworks, go to Fiverr, go to these websites. You can hire, there's, people that are doing jobs that, you know, maybe you and I aren't good at. I mean, we're, you and I are great communicators, but maybe on the technical side of setting up a, a CRM or an email drip or something to that, maybe that's on our wheelhouse. Well, there's people out there that specialize that and do that for you. And that they're, they're getting money. They're making money. So they may have a, a main nine to five job. And then at night they're doing these other gigs. That's a real uh, concept that's that's going to help people get to the next step in, in their lives, because I think people are realizing today they're not going to stay in that same nine to five job for 20 years. They're right. going to move around a lot. And it's important for them to uh, to be really focused on it and, and even to go deeper into that on the retirement side, which is really what we do, um, you know, on the precious metals, gold IRA side. I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's there's 20. They did a study. Uh, May of 2023, there's there's 29 million old 401ks that have been left dormant in the United States as of right now, just a few months ago, which equals that 29 million in accounts equals one point six five trillion dollars. What do you mean dormant? 
dormant. So people have left, you know, people are job to job to job to job. So people now have forgot about these accounts. They, they, they're not even thinking. And so there is just free money out there. And I, and, and we help people find it. People call us and they go, Hey, I worked at, you know, I worked at Anheuser-Busch or, you know, that's a bad example, but you know, Starbucks or one of these. And, and uh, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Well, it was, it was on the top of my mind. I think. Can I funny. just stop you? Just one, one, one yeah. second, just, just for yeah. a second. You know, there has been, I'm fascinated by how the name of something can be so connected. I was Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, the king of beers, Clydesdales. I had a friend of mine one time who worked for Anheuser-Busch. He said, look at these Budweiser commercials. He said, there's one thing you'll never see in a Budweiser commercial. I said, what? He said, beer. It's nothing about beer. It's about, you know, volleyball and girls and this. Yeah. So anyway, I'm driving back through Jersey and I come across this Newark bottler for Anheuser-Busch. And I, I thought, wait a minute. There was a commercial years ago called Shinola. It was a it was a shoe polish. And well, you know what happened with that one. You may not remember this. It was a candy called AIDS, A-Y-D-S. It was a diet candy. And it wasn't good later on when they said, hey, Colin, you look great. I lost weight. How'd you do it? AIDS, not good. So they had to take this off. the. Yes. New Coke, these wonderful things. So, And also young people are asking now, how do I fit in with ESG? How do I, what am I supposed to do? And then I want to get to this notion of investment too. But what am I supposed to do when I see people imploding corporations and names under at this ESG, whatever this mechanism is that I can't seem to understand. How do yeah. you explain that to people? Well, I mean, the Anheuser-Busch debacle was, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you, it's amazing that a company would alienate, you know, the 95% of their, their base consumer to appeal to, a, a maybe a one or two percent base. Cons- you, do you know what I mean? So, I, yes. I think, uh, yeah, it's a very odd uh, uh, sort of strategy. And and I know that you know in marketing, um, you know, you get people that bring ideas and they they go, well, we don't want to, we want to try to capture the full market. Uh, right. But when you have a, a Clydesdale and a and a you know a, an image out there. Uh, you you need to continue to to ride that you know that image home and and you're right they never show beer typically in their ads because you know they, they don't want to show you know a, a bunch of uh, older guys with pop bellies drinking beer I mean I don't think that's the sexy sort of uh, you know ad that anybody wants to see McDonald's is the same thing I mean all the big brands yes. sort of do it yes they all well, let me sort of offer do that it. one while we're on this subject and it fascinates me Disney. Disney was, speaking of which, I'm from Florida, and I one time was at a Disney behind-the-scenes tour, and this one guy who was giving me the tour, he says, you know what, there's one thing you can't, you're not going to see here at Disney? One thing you're not going to see? I said, uh, booze? No, no, no. One thing. I said, I don't know what. He says, gum. There's no gum. gum. They hated gum. Gum on the floor, gum sticking. I said, I would have never guessed. But what what people are hearing, Colin, is people are talking about, for example, things like ESG, uh, 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 human rights um, campaign, 
uh, see, yeah, corporate equity indices, people who are being told, and, and th- this is, I think, fascinating, who are told, listen, this may tank your stock, but if you expect big companies, BlackRock, to, to support you, you had better have certain aspects of your corporation aligned with equity and whatever. And I'm seeing it in law firms. And there has, this, this came about overnight, almost as fast as, as artificial intelligence. Overnight, we're talking about something which before was kind of like a, it was an aspirational idea. Now sure. it's a actual function of, of companies and corporations. So things are just drastically different. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think in big business, it's, you know, it's one of those aspects where you, you know, uh, obviously you want to be inclusive, you want to accept and you want to, and, and, and also you have your company uh, goals and strategies that you have to keep moving forward too. So it, it is a, it's a fine line. I think every, uh, you know, business is sort of dealing with this, this challenge uh, today uh, of how to, you know, incorporate all this and, and make sure that you're moving the company forward and also, you know, dealing with, you know, some of the aspects of, of, uh, of the change that we're happening in today. So yeah, it's, it's a challenge. It's, it's absolutely a challenge. Well, and, let's and talk I'm, about this challenge. Let's talk about noble gold investments. You, your ratings, and by the way, I'm, don't, don't take my word for it. Look it up. Your ratings, customer service, integrity. You are the, you are the, the, the blue chip in the industry. If I am nearing or thinking of retirement or investing, what can you do for me, Colin? Well, yeah, I mean, and you know, our, our reviews come because we, that's what we, we focus on, on client satisfaction. That's really the, the most important thing. Some people, you know, ultimate, the highest profit is their goal. And especially in the precious metal space, there are companies that are pushing the gamut to, percentages and commissions that I think are, are unlawful. Um, but what we do is we believe, and my, our team believes we want to be around for a long time. We want to build a reputation of, you know, helping clients and servicing clients. We get a lot of referrals. So, uh, you know, it's just how our business is built. I'm a, a family person and I have kids and, and I want to, I want to have a business that I'm proud of. Um, you know, a lot of the owners in this space, in the gold space, they won't show their face. They won't come out because of what they're mm. doing. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm out there. Shame. I, yeah, no, they won't. You, you, I mean, and you look active up, warrants out for their arrest, probably. Extradition yeah, I mean, if you look at my top, top 10 competitors, most of them will not. You'll never see the, the owners in that business um, because of what they're doing. We, we believe in what we're doing. We sell great product. We sell bullion coins and bars. You know, if you're looking to get gold for your first time, we deal with a lot of first time investors. If you're looking to get some gold in your hands or silver or platinum, you know, platinum is very undervalued right now. I think it's a good opportunity to get in. So we can do it in the IRA. We have some IRA funds or, as I mentioned, these old 401ks. People forgot about these accounts. And whether you put that old 401k into gold or not, you want to move that old 401k into a self-directed IRA because the old 401k will continue to charge pretty hefty fees. Mm-hmm. And if your employer, if you're not there anymore and the employer's not putting any money in and you're not contributing, you're just going to get whittled away to nothing. You're going to get charged, you know, 401k is charged anywhere from one to 3% in terms of fees. So the idea of moving into a self-directed wow. IRA is you're going to get 
you're going to get lower fees and also you're in control of it. So what a lot of our clients do is they'll take the old 401k money, put it into gold and silver. And then when they start that new job, there's typically a 401k there that's going to be in the stock market. So now they have some gold and silver, they have some tangible investments, and then they also have this IRA, which would be in equities and mutual funds. And, you know, it's it both are good. You know, I think bank, being diversified is good. And so that gives them the diversification that that I think most people are are looking for. And that's why, you know, it's something that I recommend. So anytime you have an old 401k, you de- typically want to look at what your other options are and getting into a self-directed vehicle um, is, is a better option just because you have more choices. You can invest in different things and also you're in control of it. And typically the fees are much lower. What is one of the biggest misconceptions or, or uh, myths that, that you come across that you would like to dispel and disabuse people of once and for all? Anything in particular? I think that, that gold is not liquid. Silver is not liquid. It, 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 these, the bullion coins and bars that we sell are the most liquid assets anywhere in the world. Define this for that, those who might not know what that means. Yeah. So the items, the coins and the bars that we sell, people will buy these in any country. In the, there, every country, there's a market for physical gold and silver. Um, and I, so I think the myth is that you, when you get into it, you're in it for a long time. The beauty behind gold and silver is, especially in a, as a retirement, is that let's say for the last two years, the equity markets have, were down, let's say 30%. Gold had a nice run. Gold was up over the last two or three years. We were up over 30%, like 32, 33%. So let's say you needed money in the last two years. You had the option to sell some of your gold as opposed to maybe selling those equities. Cause you know, obviously the rule of thumb and investing is, is buy low, sell high. So you don't want to sell the equities when they're down. Right. So having that flexibility is really what's important. The other thing with real estate being, I don't want to say illiquid the last two years, but I don't think a lot of people really wanted to sell their real estate because they weren't going to get the price that they wanted. Mm-hmm. Having some gold and silver as a liquid asset is really nice. Uh, also with real estate, it just takes time. You can't like, you know, unless you want to take a bath and, you know, sell your house for 70% of the value, you can't sell a house in, in a week. Um, you know, there's those companies online that'll buy it and, you know, take advantage of you, uh, you know, the cash for your house type of places, um, you know, and they sort of prey on people that um, either need cash quick or or sort of embarrassed by how their house looks. Uh, but typically like gold and silver are an asset that you can move quickly and get in and out of. And so we've had people the last few years that needed money to live on. So they sold their gold and silver or they started a business. You know, they, you know, they go out and go, Hey, I want to get in the right. gig economy. I got a nine to five. I'm going to get into something else. So I think that's the biggest misconception is that um, it's, it's hard to, to liquidate these assets. We buy all the stuff we sell. We'll buy it back from you. Uh, any day quickly, um, you know, there's an open market for it. So as long as you buy from a dealer like us and you don't get up, you know, a lot of times people first time, they don't know what they're buying. You want to avoid right. any, any strange coins or anything that you don't understand. You know, a lot of these companies, they push these polar bears and these Arctic <laughs> Fox coins and all these cockamamie coins. Filipino Cougarans. Krugerrand is, yeah, that's, that's the first bullion. That was the first bullion coin. That's a, you know, people don't buy the Krugerrand much anymore, but you could buy it and that would be fine if you bought that. 
uh, coin. But you know, well, the, said, the bar Filipino how, Filipino Cougar Ranch. I, I I made this up one time. I thought, well, what does that mean? I just made that up. And they said, oh yes, I bought that. I said, I just made that up. But can I just throw something out? Which most sure. people, if you've never done this before, remember I'm telling you. Most people have said, yeah, gold. You ever felt gold? You ever picked it up? Well, I had a ring. No. There's something magical about yeah. looking at coins or if you get to the bar level. Sure. It's it's really, I I don't want to say it's 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 like an 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 alchemy, not an alchemy, wrong term, but it's 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 wonderful. It's like yeah. nothing yeah. else. Nobody ever says stock. You know, no, it's right. there's something beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah, you're right. And also when you retire with your IRA, you can take the gold as your distribution. You can't, you're not going to take your stock certificate as your, as right. your distribution. Right. So that is another thing, which a lot of people do, because once you hit 59 and a half years old or older, you can start taking some of your IRA. So a lot of times people will take the coins and bars that they bought uh, from us. Um, yeah. And, and then I think the other question that we get a lot is how do I know it's safe? And so basically what we've done at Noble Gold is we only offer the storage facility we go to is a, is a segregated storage facility. So which means everyone's gold and silver is held separately. You're not in a big commingled account um, and it's all shrink wrapped. So basically what they do is when they get your gold and silver, they put it on a table they take a picture of it and they verify it. They have two people do an audit of the gold and silver, make sure it's real and authentic. Then they take a picture uh, of all the gold and silver. And then we send you that photo. Then after that photo happens, they shrink wrap everything and they slide your gold and silver on a, on a shelf. Now, some people um, that buy a lot of silver, they may have like a pallet, you know, a large, you know, someone that's doing like half a million or a million dollars in silver. It's, it's a lot. So that pallet will be segregated also. You can't like slide $500,000 of silver onto a <laughs> shelf. So, uh, so that's, that's the only thing that's kind of, you know, cause you're talking about 500,000 or a million, you know, and I've seen like somebody have a few million dollars in silver. I mean, you're talking about, this is like, you know, tremendous amount of, of silver, but it's all segregated uh, storage at the, at the depository. So, and we do that for a very specific reason, because I want to know that, that your gold and silver is there. We sent it there. And then you have nothing to worry about. You're getting the metal you bought. And then at retirement, if you want to take it as your distribution or if you want to buy it back from us, we can we can handle all that uh, for you. So if somebody were to call 877-646-5347, telling them that Lionel sent you, which Correct. is, of course, the magical, that will open up door. Not that you need that, but it couldn't hurt yeah, it is. It is something that I and I'll tell you, Colin, most people for even sophisticated uh, investors just are not as familiar. And once it hits you, the the genius of this, the reason why it's been around since day one, it makes sense. People will say to themselves, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. Why? Well, it's interesting. A, a study, it's interesting how trends are changing. Um, so that State Street, the big fund, came out with a study. And actually, they realized that this year, it's the first time it's ever happened, the largest uh, percentage of gold holders in their um, retirement accounts. Now, these are gold funds and gold mining stocks. So it's a little bit different than what we do. But same thing. Uh, 
the largest percentage of owners of gold were actually millennials. 18% was millennials. More and, wow. and, and the baby boomers were about 10% of their portfolio. So there's been a very, and State Street, the study, you can look it up online. It's almost like they were shocked that this came out because they couldn't believe that the millennials are moving. And so it's sort of like the millennial generation for what everyone said about them is sort of going old school, right? I mean, yes. they sort of see, That's they see I'm, the yes. value, right? They see the value. And also, you know, they're realizing that this is a good, stable, safe investment long-term. And it's interesting to think because everybody makes, you know, talks about millennials being aggressive and wanting high returns, but a big part of their portfolio is actually gold, which is a, a kind of a bread and butter type investment, staple uh, investment. So the millennials actually in their retirement accounts right now are having uh, owning more gold uh, than than even you know the baby boomers and the you know the greatest generation. So there, there's been a, a definite shift, and we've seen it at Noble Gold. You know, when I started, probably our average buyer was you know forty to forty five, and maybe older. But that the age is, has actually gotten a lot younger. We're seeing a lot of people in their 20s, you know, leaving a job, rolling over a 401k. Um, so it, it, it's definitely shifted a lot. Um, and so I think people are more concerned about downside risk and less mm-hmm. concerned about, you know, huge upside. Uh, and it's probably a, a reaction to a lot what's happened in crypto. Probably a lot of those millennials. Got I would crypto. just I. I was just going to say it because that it. was, yeah, yeah, FTX, Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, there's no yeah. shrink wrap in that. There's no pallets for, for that. Sure. Um, w- w- give us your, your take on that. What are, what is the, the, the outlook? What are people thinking? What should we know about that? Well, I, ha- so I have a cryptocurrency trading platform called my digital money. And, you know, from the start, the most important thing for me was that everyone's clients assets were safe so I don't have access to any of my clients' funds or their crypto at all. Uh, everything is held in a trust. Everything is held separate. And it seems like an obvious thing to, to try to do a business that way, uh, to, to keep everything separate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, which is, and even with our gold, even when we ship it, it's not held by us. It's held by the depositor. We don't hold anybody's assets. So in our crypto platform, My Digital Money, we have a platform. It's easy to trade. It's good for swing traders. So anyone that's done any swing trading this year in crypto has made a fortune. I don't know if anybody's, you know, Bitcoin Cash is up like 140% this year. Uh, Ripple is up some crazy percent. I don't even know off the top of my head. But the most important thing is that your funds are not connected to the funds of the client. So he broke the most fundamental rule of a platform or an exchange by commingling funds. And... Uh, unfortunately, the press and the media got ra- wrapped up in his, you know, charitable kind of, you know, you know, messy hair driving a Honda Accord persona, and they didn't they didn't get into the weeds of the the actual uh, right what the numbers were and what was happening and and what protections. I mean, there's countless interviews with. Uh, the woman that was running the organization, she's like, yeah, we don't do a lot of math here. Like, what do you mean? You got billions of dollars. You don't have, yeah, they weren't, they were, they had no P and L's. They had no, they're running everything. I don't know if you know, they were running on um, QuickBooks. 
Uh, I mean, we're talking about billions of dollars on QuickBooks. So it's, it's a shame. It's, it's a shame. I feel bad for everybody that got locked into that. Um, you know, I feel bad even now. I mean, there's a lot of, they say there's still some crypto there. None of it's been released back to investors at this point that I know of. So all these people maybe could have taken advantage of all this growth in the crypto market, you know, that's happened in the last few months and they can't, they can't get access to their, well, to their funds. We don't so, have to worry about that because remember the, the thing you're saying, I think Colin, is that it's not crypto that's a problem. It's these individuals. That's like saying if a yeah. bank goes under, it's not the money Correct. that was a problem. It was the, it was the bankster who, who did that. So yeah. just, just walk me through this. If I call 877-646-5347 and yeah. tell them Lionel sent you, Correct. or if I go to noblegoldinvestments.com and I say, okay, where do I start? What can you do? What do I do? Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to talk to one of our customer service representatives and they're just going to ask, ask you questions and find out what level of understanding you have in the precious metals market. And they're going to, you know, send you out some free information based on that, get, send you out some guides and you may have questions. You're going to answer questions, but you're going to build a relationship with someone at Noble Gold Investments who loves gold and silver, who owns gold and silver that understands the markets. And once you understand it and you've had some understanding, it gets easier. But at the beginning, it's a little, uh, it can right. be overwhelming. You know, there's 10,000 different coins and bars and you can buy gold, you can buy silver, which, you know, so we're going to just sort of give you a simplistic view of, of how to get into the market and how to buy precious metals. You're going to ask questions and, you know, you'll be surprised that the person that, that you're talking to is, is going to be friendly. They're not going to be pushy. You're going to you're going to make the decision to, to, to make a purchase because we believe the relationships are going to be long term. And we want people to to feel good about when they're making a purchase from us. And so they're just going to learn about the markets. We're going to send you information about the different products. And when you're ready to either do an IRA or buy some gold and silver, you'll contact us and. And we'll walk you through that process. If you do an IRA, we have a full team. We do all the paperwork for you. We'll, con- we'll help you contact your custodian. We'll do all that stuff. We do. All- we have a team that does that. And then um, once the funds are there, we'll, we'll call you and we'll, we'll go through the options and, and you'll buy some gold and silver. Pretty, pretty straightforward uh, with us. Well, I, hope, you know, we, I, I love, you know, it's so funny that I am fascinated by this notion of the economy and economics, which is not just p l sheets, but it's psychology, it's behavior, it's mm-hmm. sociology. One of my favorite things to observe are starlings when they all fly together, these birds. It's called a murmuration, and they all know what to do. And nobody understands exactly where are they going, why do they do this. Whenever people act in groups, that's kind of what the economy is. That's what money is. It's what fads, trends, uh, um Things that people do, what's in, what's out, all of a sudden, how people, you know, you mentioned before about Britney, about the, the Taylor Swift, by the way, Britney Spears, that's another story. But <laughs> you, 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 you hear people in one respect how terrible things are, and you're wondering, where are people getting all this money? How right. does this happen? And, and you wonder what the next thing is. And I also figure, look at the young people. Old people are great, but what are they thinking? What does their future look like? The zillennials, not what do they think? Where are they going? I find the whole subject absolutely fascinating. I could talk to you forever about just yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, uh, if you if you have some money to 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 
to spend, I think you're going to benefit better from getting from gold and silver than going to a Taylor Swift concert. That's why <laughs> I can say that pretty much without a doubt. Going out on a limb. I'm going out on a limb here. Um, but yeah, anyone that wants to contact us, uh, obviously you mentioned the website. Um, even if you're not ready to, to make a purchase and you just want to learn, um, get the information um, do your analysis and, uh, and check, as you said in the beginning, uh, check us out, check out our reviews. Um, we have thousands of reviews, actual clients. Uh, you know, we want you to spend time reviewing us. So, you know, anything we can do to help. And, and I appreciate, you know, being on the show today and, and, uh, looking forward to, uh, to the next one. Thank you so much. Colin Plume, always a pleasure. Colin Plume, CEO for Noble Gold Investments. Thank you so much. We will talk again soon, my friend. Thank you. Thank you.